Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. The Adventures of Superman. When the planet Krypton, home of a race of supermen, exploded into dust, the sole survivor was an infant boy who had been shot to Earth in a sealed rocket. Today, that boy, grown to manhood, is known as Superman, sworn enemy of the forces of evil. To aid him in his never-ending fight for truth and justice, he masquerades as Clark Kent, crime reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. His secret is carefully guarded. No one is aware that Kent is Superman. No one but you. <laughs> Join with us now on ABC as Superman matches his amazing strength against a mindless creature of cold steel in an exciting transcribed adventure entitled The Mystery of the Mechanical Monster. Since the beginning of time, man has ever sought to conquer the elements to harness the unlimited forces of nature. He has thrown great dams across wide rivers and tapped the energy in their raging torrents. He has bridled the wind and given himself silver wings. He has captured and stored the heat of the sun and the moisture of the rain. Yes, he has even split the atom, for better or for worse. These things man has done, and more. But it is not enough. It is not enough that he has mastered the wind and the water, the sun and the rain. He strives to master life itself, to give to things of stone and wood and steel the power to think and reason and live. This is the story of one such man, the story of a mindless dream come true. The story of a mechanical monster. It is noon at the corner of First and Main Streets in the heart of the city of Metropolis. Office workers on their way to lunch crowd the curbstones waiting for the traffic lights to change. Suddenly a woman screams. Then another. And another. 
wave of panic and pandemonium sweeps over the crowd as they fall back from the intersection. For there, almost in the center of Main Street, a 200-pound iron manhole cover has been tossed aside like a poker chip. And the gleaming metal head and shoulders of a huge mechanical monster can be seen emerging from the dark depths of the sewer. The shocking, almost unbelievable news travels like wildfire by radio. 5,000 people were eyewitnesses today to the startling appearance of a mechanical monster. By Newsboy. Extra, read all about it. Mechanical monster loose in city. By word of mouth. Hey, I've seen it. I've seen it, I tell you. I've seen it with my own two eyes. Meanwhile, at the offices of the Metropolis Daily Planet, Clark Kent, who is in reality Superman, is closeted with Perry White, editor of the paper. 5,000 people can't be crazy, Chief. Who said so? Well, after all... You remember were... that thing on the radio 10 or 12 years ago? What? That Orson Welles man from our scare? Oh, that... Why people deserted their homes, went out of their minds. Yeah, but this is a little different, Chief. The people at first in Main Street saw this thing. They all saw it, mind you. Not one, two, three, or four, but all of them. The traffic cop, the sales girl, the executive, the housewife, everybody. Ah, mass hysteria. Oh, chief, did mass hysteria lift that iron manhole cover? Now, listen, Kent. Just a minute. Did mass hysteria smash in the radiator of the car that hit the monster? I don't know. Of course it didn't. All the eyewitness accounts tally. They do not. What? One man said it was made of metal. Another said it was made of painted wood. Another said it was a giant in a suit of armor. I know, another I said... know, I know, but... This much they all agree on. They saw the head and shoulders of a huge creature coming out of the sewer opening. A car hit it and it dropped out of sight. Then how come the police found no trace of it when they searched the sewer? Well, by the time they got there, it was gone. Gone, gone where? Back to its hotel room? Oh. Or maybe to the drugstore for a chocolate mullet? After all, even a monster has to eat you. Chief, know. you've heard of the mechanical brain. Well, what about it? Well, it can add, subtract, multiply, and divide up into the millions. But it can't walk through a sewer, and it can't stick its head out of an open manhole, and it can't disappear into thin air. Well, maybe someone has invented one that can. Maybe you've been going to too many Boris Koloff movies. Now, look, oh, forget I... it, Kent. Forget it. Something like this always pops up. If it isn't flying discs, it's... Mr. White! How many times have I told you not to barge in here without knocking? I couldn't help it. This just came over the police teletype. What is it, Beanie? I'll take it. Great Caesar scopes. What happened, Chief? They've cornered the mechanical monster in Pines Bridge Park. Inspector Henderson! Inspector Henderson! Oh, hello, Kent. Hey, close your men in on the south side, Riley. Yes, sir. Keep that circle tight. Now, what's the story, Inspector? Oh, Kent, don't bother me now, will you please? Malone! Yes. Get those tear gas guns off that truck and move fast. Oh, what am I talking about, anyway? What good is tear gas against a mechanical monster? Are you sure he's in the park, Inspector? What? Yes, yes, I'm sure. Hey, keep, keep those searchlights moving, men. Who saw him, Inspector? Oh, can't in the name of heaven, please. Yeah, what is it? A girl broke through the line in the bandstand. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't understand a word you're saying. A girl broke through the line up near the bandstand. She broke through, she ran right into the center of the park. She what? Well, we didn't have a chance to stop her. Before we knew what was happening, we lost her in the dark. You mean to tell me that there's a girl in there now with that monster? Yeah, she must be crazy. Oh, good heavens. Look, pass the word along. Tell the men to watch their fire. All I need now is to have one of them put a bullet in the girl. Yes, sir. Don't worry, Inspector. Kent, instead of standing there telling me not to worry, why don't you get your friend Superman in on this thing? If ever we needed him, we need him now. Inspector, no sooner said than done. See you later. Melting into the darkness behind the battery of high-powered searchlights, Clark Kent swiftly makes the transformation from the mild-mannered, bespectacled reporter to his true role of Superman. <laughs> 
Then, leaping high into the air, the only human being who numbers among his other amazing powers, the power of flight, hovers like some great red and blue bird above the park, his sharp, all-seeing eyes piercing the darkness below, a darkness made more fantastic by searching fingers of light. Suddenly, he spots his quarry. Turning in midair, every muscle in his powerful body tense and taut, he swoops down like a diving hawk and lands on a tree-bordered path. Directly in front of him, lumbering up the path like some huge creature spawned in the dark horror of a nightmare, is the mechanical monster. And held close in its arms, hard against the cold, riveted steel of its massive chest, is a young girl. Slowly, foot by foot, Moving with the clumsy, stiff-legged gait of a mindless thing, the monster closes the gap between itself and Superman. A shrill, high-pitched whine, almost like the eerie threnody of a lost soul, comes from its shapeless slit of a mouth. And the two purplish-blue bulbs that serve as its eyes flicker on and off like ghostly signal lights. Puzzled and uncertain, facing a new kind of menace, Superman hesitates as the towering creature bears down upon him. How can he stop it, do battle with it, without injuring the girl? The answer comes from an unexpected source. The girl herself. Don't try to stop him. I've got to stop him. He'll kill you if I don't. No, please. You don't understand. He's all right now. The police have the park surrounded. He can't get through. Call them off. Tell them to go away. He won't hurt anyone now unless they try to stop him. Please, you must believe me. Who are you? What's your name? All right. Get in touch with Clark Kent at the Daily Planet. I will. Now, please, don't let the police try to stop him. I'll do my best. But Superman, look, that girl must be out of her mind. I don't think so, Inspector. She seemed to be controlling the monster. He had her in his arms, but she wasn't hurt or afraid. Well, then I'm going out of my mind. Will you call off your men? Look, what if she is crazy? What if that monster goes berserk? I don't think he will. It's worth the chance, Inspector. Uh, all right. But heaven help us if we're wrong. <laughs> Yes. Governor Landry calling, Mr. White. Oh, put him on. Hello, Governor. Yes, Governor, yes, I know. Yes, yes, of course, absolutely. Yes, you can be sure I will. Right. Oh, now what? Commissioner Flynn of the state police, sir. All right, put him on. Hello, yes, this is Perry White. Yes, I know all about it. I'm trying to locate him now. I said I'm trying... I said I'm trying to locate him now. What would you like me to do? Hang myself? Well, that's too bad. Go ahead, Commissioner. Go as high as you like. Loud mouth, smart aleck. No more calls. I don't want to talk to anyone. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Where, oh, where is that Mark Kent? You looking for me, Chief? Looking for you? Looking for you? Whatever gave you that quaint idea? Why should I be looking for you? 
Why? Uh, 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 remember your blood pressure, Chief. They wouldn't convict me. Ah, no, no, they couldn't possibly convict me. It would be justifiable homicide. What would be justifiable homicide? If I throttled you with my bare hands. If I cut you up into little pieces and fed you to the fishes. <laughs> Obviously, I've done something wrong. Wrong? You've done something wrong, did you say? Oh, no. Heaven forbid. How could you do anything wrong? All right, out with it. What have I done? No, you don't know, do you? Frankly, no. You don't know that you let the biggest story of the year slip through your fingers. You don't know that with the help and cooperation of that muscle-bound friend of yours, that empty-headed, addle-pated, thick-necked, lantern George oaf who calls himself Superman, you don't know that with his kind assistance, you managed not only to miss a sensational story, but you also succeeded in throwing this city into panic and bringing the wrath of heaven down on my head. Is that all? Is that all? Is that all? Isn't it enough that people are cowering behind locked and bolted doors? Isn't it enough that the entire city is in panic? Isn't it enough that I've had frantic calls from the mayor, the governor, the president of the city council, and the commissioner of the state police? Because Superman didn't capture the mechanical monster? No, no, because the moon is made of green cheese. Now, what do you think? I explained it all to the rewrite man when I phoned in. You explained what? Why Superman couldn't stop the monster. Why he talked Inspector Henderson into calling off the police. And that's another thing. Poor Henderson. He's a nervous wreck. Everybody's got him on the car. Oh, I'm sorry about that, but Then I... who cares whether you're sorry or not? What I want to know and what I want to know fast is, where is that mechanical monster? Well, now, I... wait a minute. Before you answer, if you say you don't know, you can turn around fast, walk out of here, and never come back. Kent, where are you going? Just following orders. You close that door and come back here. Close it, I said. Well? Well, what? You called me back. Kent. Kent, oh, I'm an old man. I'll be 61 in April. Now, let me live my few remaining years in peace and quiet. Don't take my heart out. I'm sorry. Chief. You don't have to be sorry. Just tell me one thing. Where's that mechanical monster? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? If you don't, then Superman does, and I warn you, Kent, unless you tell me. Who is it? It's famous, Mr. White. It's Beanie. Go away. But I gotta tell Go you. Go away, I said. Hold it, Chief. Hold it. You'll scare the life out of the poor kid. What is it, Beanie? There's a lady in the reception room waiting to see you, Mr. Kent. She's awful nervous. What's your name, Beanie? Miss, uh, Miss Margaret. Carol Margaret. Send her in, Beanie. Okay, Mr. Kent. Now, maybe we'll find out what you want to know. Close Beanie. that door. Wait till we get her in here. Get who in here? Carol Margot. Who's Carol Margot? The girl with the monster. I don't believe it. Kent, if this is another of your tricks... That's right, I... Miss Margot? Yes. I'm Clark Kent. How do you do? How do you do? This is Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet. How do you do? Uh, are you the girl who broke through the police lines and found the monster? Please, don't call him that. I don't care what you call him. Are you the girl? Yes, I am. Sit down. Sit down, please. Thank you. Well, you better sit down, too, Chief, before you fall down. Huh? Huh? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, Miss Margaret. Uh, wait a minute, Kent. Let's get a stenographer in here. We want her story word for word. No, please. I I can't tell you anything. Now, look here, young lady. Hold it, hold it, Chief. What do you mean, hold it? She's got to be made to understand the spot we're in. Why did you come here, Miss Margaret, if you didn't plan to clear up the mystery? I made a promise to Superman. Well, you also said you'd explain everything. Yes, I know, but... But I can't. Why not? Chief, please. Don't chief please me. She's got to talk. It's her public duty. If she doesn't, I'm going to turn her over to the police. Well, it won't happen again. I promise you it won't. No, that's not enough. The people of this city have a right to an explanation. Where's the monster now? Please, I ask all you All right, not... all right, all right. The thing. Where is it? I can't tell you. 
Kent, this is ridiculous, and I'm not going to put up with oh, it. Oh, Chief, listen. No, lift. I'm not going to take the responsibility or the criticism for letting her get away with this. Uh, get me, Inspector Henderson. Oh, Chief, don't. You're making a mistake. Hold on a minute. Why am I making a mistake? We haven't given Miss Margaret a chance. Now, I'm sure she'll be willing to tell us why she can't give us a full explanation. What about that young lady? You can certainly go that far, Miss Margaret. Well? Yes. Uh, forget the call. All right. Now, let's have it. If, if I tell you, will you be satisfied? Well, it all depends. What Mr. White means is that your reason must be good. After all, it isn't every day that a huge mechanical man tramps the streets of the city. I told you it won't happen again. It happened once, and that's enough. Why won't you tell us about it? You must have a reason, Miss Margaret. I have. Well, what is it? I... I can't tell you unless you promise never to breathe it to a soul. I won't promise anything of the kind. We're not playing a game here, miss. This is a matter of public safety. Well, now, let, let's clear something up. As I understand it, Miss Margaret, what you've agreed to do is tell us why you feel you can't explain the existence of the mechanical man and your connection with it. Is that right? Yes. And you're asking us to keep that reason confidential? Yes. Well, Chief, I think we can go along with that. Oh, you do, huh? Yes, with this understanding. If we don't think Miss Margaret's reason is strong enough, we still reserve the right to refer the entire matter to the police without revealing her confidence. Mm, that suits me. Miss Margaret? You don't leave me much choice. All right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I want this horrible nightmare forgotten forever. It's because the mechanical man... Yes? The mechanical man... is my father. We'll be back for the startling solution to the mystery of the mechanical monster in just a moment. But first, here is your ABC announcer. Sunday is a very special day on ABC to millions of listeners. Favorite people like Walter Winchell, Drew Pearson, Luella Parsons, and Jimmy Fiddler all are included in the Sunday lineup. The afternoon brings film actor Edward Arnold portraying Mr. President, the lovely voice of young singing star Betty Clark, and the greatest story ever told offers a moving half hour of drama from the Bible. Other highlights for Sunday on many ABC stations include Stop the Music, The Amazing Mr. Malone, Chance of a Lifetime, and Music with the Girls, which stars the all-girl orchestra and chorus with the top songs and music of the current Broadway and motion picture successes. Many of these favorites can be heard by you over this ABC station. So listen tomorrow, won't you? And remember, ABC is dressed in your Sunday best. Yes, be sure to listen to Walter Winchell, Stop the Music, Luella Parsons, Drew Pearson, and many other great Sunday highlights over ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, Tomorrow. And now, back to the adventures of Superman and part two of the mystery of the mechanical monster. Stunned at Carol Margaret's statement that the huge mechanical monster is her father, Clark Kent and Perry White stare at her in shocked, voiceless disbelief. Finally, Kent breaks the silence. You know what you're saying, Miss Margaret? Yes, I know. Now, what do you mean, he's your father? How can a mechanical man be your father? Now, if you believe that young lady... No, you're... you don't understand. I meant that my father designed him and built him. I meant that everything he does is done at my father's bidding. He's my father's slave. Well, you didn't say that. You said the mechanical man was your father. I... 
I don't remember, but if I did, it's almost true. For better than a year now... Don't stop, Miss Margaret. No. I mustn't say any more. You promised if I told you the reason that... All right, you don't have to tell us any more if you don't want to. Kent, are you crazy? We don't know any more than we knew before. Who's her father? Where is he? Why did he build that monster? I think Miss Margaret's reason for not wanting to tell us any more is good and sufficient. Oh, is that so? Yes. Well, have another think for yourself, because I don't. You promised, Mr. Wilson. I said if your reason was good enough. It isn't. Your father, whoever he is, created panic in the heart of Metropolis with that mechanical thing. Seven people were injured. Luckily, no one was trampled to death. I know, I know all that, but I told you it won't happen again. It shouldn't have happened the first time. Chief, we're not getting anywhere. You may go if you wish, Miss Margaret. Thank you. No, just a minute. I appreciate you coming in. Did you hear me? Goodbye, Miss Margaret. Goodbye, Mr. Kent. Thank you again. Kent! Take it easy, Chief. No, you... Uh, you just spluttering and listen to me now. I had to let her go. Why? In the name of heaven, why? In order to learn something. I'm going to follow oh, her. Oh, no, you're not. You're through. You're finished. Well, we'll discuss that later. Kent, come back here. I haven't time. I've got to follow her. Then I'm going with you. You shouldn't have come along, Chief. This is a one-man job. Well, you're one man I don't trust with it. Is that her cab ahead? Yes. Well, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if she's leading us on a wild goose chase. Where are we? Maplewood. That's the Lutheran Hospital on the left. Uh, hold it, driver. Take it easy. What's the matter? Her cab's slowing up, turning into a driveway. We better get out here. Okay, driver, this'll do. Right. There, I'll pay him. Now, here you are, driver. Thanks. Okay, Chief, let's go. Well, now what? Well, she's getting out of the cab. He's walking around to the rear of the house. You mean to tell me you can see all that from here? Sure. Cab's backing out of the driveway. See it? You've got wonderful eyesight. That much I'll say for you. Well, we cross over and walk up toward the house. Kent, uh, do you think it's smart to tackle this alone? Huh? What if he's got that mechanical monster in his basement? Well, if it's mechanical, someone has to control it. Knock out the control and you get rid of the monster. Sure, sure. Just like that. From what that girl said, her old man sounds like a Frankenstein. Oh. Why would anyone want to build a mechanical monster and... Hold it, hold it, Chief. What's the matter now? You may have been right. What about? The wild goose chase. Come on. Can't. why do you insist on talking in riddles? And I'm not quite sure yet. Sure, sure about what? Take it easy, will you? I, I can't keep up with you. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's the driveway. Well, that's one time I guessed wrong. Now, Kent, either you stop... I misjudged her. She pulled a fast one on us. The house is empty. What? Well, how do you know? There's no one in it. Not much furniture, either. What are you trying to pull? You can't see through those windows. All the shades are down. Take my word for it. Come on, let's go around back. Are you sure this is where the cab turned in? Positive. She couldn't have gone far if she got out of the cab. Maybe she didn't get out. No, she did all right. And she walked back here. Look. Look, look at what? The imprints of her heels in the gravel. I can't see them without my glasses, and you got me so excited I left my glasses back in the office. Where do they lead? Hey, that's funny. Yeah, if it is, let me in on it, will you? Now, laugh. Her heel prints go halfway across the yard and then disappear. Yeah, that's why she sprouted wings and took off. Oh, I ought to have my head examined for letting you do the things you do. I knew I should have turned that girl over to the police, but no, no, I had to get soft again. I let Great you... Miss Scott! Now, what brilliant deduction have you come up with? No deduction, just a discovery. A brilliant one, I'm sure. Come here and take a look. Look at that. And now, what's so special about that? It's an old wooden sewer cover. Before the city sewer system was extended out here, they had their own disposal duct. This is where her heel prints end. Well, let me get the cover off. You're not suggesting she climbed down there. Would be. 
Well, what for? Just an old abandoned sewer duct. Well, there's an iron ladder and some fresh gravel at the bottom of it. This is where she disappeared. Uh, uh, don't go down there, Kent. Oh, why not? Well, in the first place, it's pitch dark. Second place, it isn't safe. Well, if it was safe for her, it's safe for me. Wait up there while I look around. Oh, no, no. You're not getting out of my sight. You don't want to come down here, Chief. Oh, I don't want to, but I'm going to. We've gone far enough. Oh, no, we haven't. But what good is it? You can't see your hand in front of your face. And anyway, I told you, if she came down here... Hold it. Hey, where are you, Ken? Right here. There's a stone door with a ring in it. Huh. Leads into a kind of a basement. Here, take my hand. Okay, watch it now. There are three stone steps going down. We're crazy. We're absolutely crazy. Careful. You all right? All right as I'll ever be in a pitch-dark sewer. We're not in the sewer now. This is part of a basement underneath a house. Oh, wait a minute. No, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. I hear voices. Listen. I don't hear a thing. It's the market girl and an elderly man. Well, say, what have you got, a crystal ball? Come on, follow me. Follow you? Well, I can't even see. Take my hand. Softly now. Okay, that's far enough. Do you hear the voices now? Yes. The man's her father. Where are they? There's a basement adjoining this one. We're standing at a connecting door. What do we do? I'm going to open the door. Here goes. Hello, Miss Margaret. Carol, who are these men? What are they doing in here? Please, please go back the way you came. Who are they? How did they get here? Is he your father? Yes, please, Mr. Kent. Carol? Yes, father. Who are these men? They're... They're from a newspaper. Mr. Kent, he's not well. Please don't get him into a rage. Here, let me handle this. Sir, my name is Perry White. I don't think we've ever met. I'm Dr. Margaret. I have no desire to meet you. What are you doing trespassing in my private laboratory? Well, what are you doing building mechanical monsters to scare people to death? Mr. White! Chief, take it oh, easy. How dare you call my creation a monster? How dare you? Well, what do you call it? The answer to man's salvation... Man is destroying himself on the altar of his own greed. Father. His flesh dies from disease and his mind is poisoned by fear and frustration. I am creating a new race of men to take the place of those who fail. Father, please. Behind that curtain is the first of my mechanical brain, children. Soon there will be others. Not if I can help it. You dare to challenge me? You dare. Father. But of course, you are human and riddled with fear. You must be destroyed. I draw the curtain. Behold your mechanical executioner. Father, no. Just a minute, Dr. Margaret. Stand back. I throw a switch. Spin a dial. Destroy them. Ah! He's coming at us. Destroy these feeble humans. Destroy them. Stand back. I'll take care of him. Leaping to a table, Clark Kent smashes a large light bulb suspended from the ceiling, plunging the cavernous basement room into darkness. Then, dropping to the floor again, he faces the huge mechanical creature with its two blinking purple eyes. Fools! Darkness cannot save you! Plunging at the monster, Kent, now in his true role of Superman, smashes his fist into the blank metal face. The monster reels drunkenly, and the eerie whine of its mechanism fluctuates. But still it comes on, its gigantic arms extended, blindly searching for its prey. Destroy! Destroy! 
determined to put an end to the madness. Superman leaps from the floor and tackles the huge creature above its stiff-jointed knees. For a timeless moment, it sways like a towering tree in the wind, and then, losing its balance, it crashes down on the cement, its riveted body breaking apart. I had a long talk with the chief of staff at the hospital, Miss Margaret, and he assured me your father would be perfectly all right after treatment and a good long rest. I hope so, Mr. Kent. I don't know how to thank you and Mr. White for all you did. Uh, don't thank me. I almost cooked all of our gooses. Uh, or as a geese. Uh, when that, that thing came at us, I, I still don't know how Kent managed to floor it. It was a courageous thing to do. Courageous? Why, even Superman would have hesitated to tackle that bird. Uh, fortunately, he didn't. Huh? What was that, Kent? Huh? Oh, n- not nothing, Chief. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And so ends the mystery of the mechanical monster on the adventures of Superman, which come to you now each week at this same time over many of these same ABC stations. Listen again next week when Superman solves a baffling murder and a puzzling mystery in The Diamond of Death. Superman is a copyrighted transcribed feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and brings you radio's most fabulous character in thrilling stories of action, mystery, and adventure. So be sure to listen when you hear the familiar cry... Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. The role of Superman is played by Bud Collier. Lois Lane by Joan Alexander. Music is composed and played by John Garth. This is Jackson Beck reminding you to be sure to listen next week to The Diamond of Death on... The Adventures of Superman! Now, a listening reminder. Next Saturday night, Superman will be heard at an earlier time. You won't want to miss a single one of these thrilling dramas. So check your local newspaper for the exact hour. And be sure to hear Superman next Saturday at its new time. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.